Hello, Darren Alf here from Bicycle Touring Pro. Can you tell that I am currently in the middle of a bicycle tour? Today, I thought I would tell stories about traveling on trains. I've spent the last 21 years traveling around the world on my bicycle, and I've probably taken hundreds of trains with my bike, and traveling by train with a bicycle is not the easiest thing, as you are about to discover in this video. So today, I'm sharing three horror stories from my bicycle train adventures on trains. So my first story happened back in 2007. This is a relatively tame story in comparison to the two I'm about to tell in just a moment. But I was traveling from Germany to the Czech Republic, to Prague, on a train, and I had my bicycle, and I got on on a very small town in Germany. I get on this train, I'm the only person getting on the train at the time, and when I get on, there is nobody on the train at all. Now, I've purchased my ticket in advance, so on the ticket is a, is a cabin number, you know, a car number, and a seat number. And so I walk up and down the train trying to find this cabin number and the seat number, but there are no numbers anywhere. Usually like on a train there's kind of like a, an affixed number like D7 or something like that, or 13, 14, 15, 16, and then, you know, assigned to a cabin number. On this particular train, all of the numbers were digital, so there were no actual numbers assigned to each seat, but there was a, a slot, an electronic slot, at the top of each seat where they could change the seat number to whatever they wanted it to be at some point in the future. But when I got on this train, there were no numbers. There was just uh, this digital box, and every single seat on the train said reserved. Reserved, 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 reserved. So there were no numbers whatsoever. And I just figured that because the whole train was empty, and there was nobody on there, that they had switched all of the numbers to reserved just to say, like, sit wherever you want, basically. You know, it, it doesn't matter which cabin or seat you sit in because there's nobody on this train. So I just randomly pick a window seat on the left-hand side of this train. I sit down, I put all my bike bags, you know, up above my seat and all that kind of thing. And I sit down and I go. And, and we're going for hours on this train. And I'm going all the way across Germany. Somewhere on the eastern side of Germany, right before entering the Czech Republic, we stop at a large town and a whole bunch of people get on the train. And at that particular moment, right when the train leaves the station, all of the numbers on these digital seats start to change. So they were, they all said reserved, reserved, reserved when I got on and they were like that for hours. And then all of a sudden, boom, I was seated, you know, seated in cabin four and seat 17 or something like that, just all of a sudden. And part of me thought like maybe I should get up and move to wherever my assigned seat was. But the other part of me thought like, well, I've been on here for hours and no one's said anything like, I don't know why I would have to move now. That seems kind of weird. So I just sit in my seat. You know, I don't, I don't move. And I figure like, there's still very few people on this train. Like there was like four people in my cabin now with 60 total available seats. So I'm just sitting there when all of a sudden three older German women come into the cabin and they're looking at their ticket, they're looking at their ticket and 
and at the seats, you know, that are numbered. And I can just tell from the moment these women enter the cabin that I'm going to be seated accidentally, totally by accident, in their assigned seat. I just had a feeling. So they're looking at the numbers, they're coming down, and they get to my row, and they look, and lo and behold, I am in these women's seat. And I totally understand, and, and I recognize what's going on. They're in the aisle, three feet away from me. And I don't speak any German at this point. This was my first trip to Germany. I, I now know German a little bit, so I could have told them what was going on. But at the time, I didn't even know how to say, like, I'm sorry or anything. So these women come over, and they're looking at their ticket, and they, they start flashing their tickets in my face saying, you're in my seat. And, I, and I'm speaking to them in English, and I'm saying, I understand, like, I'll move, it's okay, no problem. But they don't understand me, they don't speak English. And so I stand up like I'm about to leave, but these three women are blocking me in the thing. They're both, like, they're all like yelling at me basically, like, you're in my seat, you're in my seat. And, and they're impressively angry, considering that the whole cabin practically is empty. There's three other people in the whole cabin. So I'm trying to stand up and I'm trying to get out, but I can't because the three women are blocking me and they're yelling at me and they're like trying to signal for the conductor to come over and kick me out of the seat. And I'm trying to say, if you just move out of the way, I can get out of here and move all my things and I'll move. But they, they just wouldn't understand. So eventually the conductor comes over and he says, you're in these women's seat. And I say, I know I'm in their seat. They won't move. I can't get out. And so finally the women move and I had all my bags up ahead. So I had to grab all my bags and they're like still and I literally move up two seats. I still didn't go back to my reserve seat because I thought this is ridiculous. This whole train is empty. Why do I have to go to a reserve seat that's like four cabins up and carry all my bags across? So I just moved two seats up and I sat there for the rest of the train ride and that was my first experience with taking a train in Germany. I've since learned people have told me like Germans are kind of sticklers for the rules and things like that and that was one of those instances where I said, yeah, I can totally see that. <laughs> so my next train story comes from Austria. This was in 2009. I was traveling by bike from Switzerland down to Greece and Turkey, actually. And I stopped and, and rented various apartments in different cities all across Europe. So I'd stay there for a month, and then I'd bike for a month, and I'd stay somewhere else for a month and bike for a month. And so I was in Austria. I was taking a train from Vienna, just trying to get out of the city, basically, so I didn't have to cycle. Uh, through a big city and stuff and get out into the countryside in a different part of Austria. So I'm waiting for this train to come. I'd, and I had taken one train already, so it was a two-train trip. I took one train and then I had to transfer, get on another train to get to the city I was trying to go to. So on my first train, no problem. I get on with my bike and everything. And at this time, I had a Bike Friday folding bicycle. It's like a almost like a tiny little bicycle with little 20-inch tires and it folds up so you can travel very easily with it on trains and buses and planes and all that kind of thing. So perfect sort of bike to have on a train trip, you would think. So my first trip goes perfectly fine and what I was doing was taking the bags off of my bike and I'd go onto the train really quickly and put these bags above my seat wherever I happened to be seated. Then I would run back outside, grab the folded up folding bicycle because it, it was required to be folded up for this particular train and I grabbed the folded up bike and bring that on board the train and put it somewhere else on the train wherever they told me to put it and then I would go back to my seat where my bags were and and this had worked you know dozens of times all across Europe no problem up until this particular train ride so 
I get off my first train and I'm waiting for the second train to arrive. It pulls into the station and I do the exact same thing. I run on board really quick with all of my bags, you know, my panniers, like you see behind me, those bags. I put them in my seat, above my seat, and in those bags is like my computer, my clothes, my toiletries, my uh, passport, my wallet, everything. And then I run back outside really quick to grab my folded up touring bicycle, my, my Bike Friday. And I grab this bike and I'm about to just jump back on the train when all of a sudden the doors slam right in front of my nose, you know? And right in the next car over was the conductor and he had manually closed the door in front of me on purpose because he saw me getting on board the train with, with a bicycle. And he's leaning out of the window basically on the next car over saying, sir, no bicycles allowed. And I'm saying, no, you have to take my bicycle because I've already, I've already gone on one train and they said it was perfectly fine to have on this train and it's a folding bicycle so it doesn't take up a lot of room. And I don't know if this guy just didn't speak English very well, which is very possible, or if he was just being a jerk. But basically he said, no, no bicycles. And he closed the door and the train started to move out of the station. And I'm still carrying this bicycle and on board the train is all of my stuff, everything I own that I've been traveling with for months across Europe, my passport, my wallet, everything is on that train and I'm outside holding this bicycle about to be left in the station. So I, I start running after this guy and cause I can still see him, the conductor, through the glass, you know, standing right there. And I start running after him with the bike, but the train starts to move so fast that I can't keep up. So I just throw the whole bike down onto the ground and I am sprinting alongside this train, slamming my fist up against the glass where the conductor is saying, stop, stop, my stuff is on the train. My passport's on the train. My wallet's on the train. My money's on the train. And we're literally this close. He's on the other side of the glass as this train's going away. And he's kind of like smiling like <laughs> sucker and I'm freaking out and just as this train is about to leave the station I hear the brakes just come on and the train slows down and I can't believe it the train has actually stopped and the doors open and there's a, another conductor way down at the front of the train like way far away eight cars down, you know? And he comes out along with this conductor that's being a jerk to me. He comes out and I confront the jerk again. I say, what the, you know, I need to get on the train. And I try to get on right there and he won't let me on. And then this other conductor comes down and he basically reprimands the first conductor and says, he can get on the train. It's a folding bicycle. We have room, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so at this point, my, my bike is way back behind me because I've thrown it onto the ground. Parts that have broken off, like my water bottle holders and stuff, like broke off when I threw it down to the ground. So the nice conductor says, get on the train. So I, I sprint back to my bicycle and then I try to get on right there, you know, where my bicycle was at that, that particular cabin, but the doors were locked. So I had to then run all the way up to where the doors were open on the train, where the nasty conductor was. I got in on his car and by this time I'm like dripping sweat. I have grease all over me because my bike has been rubbing up against me. I'm bleeding in a couple points where like the spokes or you know sprockets from my gears and everything have gone into my arms. So I'm like dripping blood, sweaty, dirty, and then I have to carry the bike through several cars 
back to wherever my stuff had been stored, you know, I had put it on previously. So I'm, I'm like carrying this bike through the aisles of people who are all wondering what the heck is going on, you know, why did the, the train just stop just as it was about to leave the station and everything. Anyways, I finally get back to my seat and I'm, I'm of course in the freaking middle seat with two people on the side of me in like a booth. So there's like, you know, six people in this little booth and I have to face these people and I'm just sweaty and dirty and bleeding. And it was honestly, it's like one of the worst things that's ever happened to me on my travels. It was so stressful. I mean, that's how close I got to losing everything I freaking own, except for the bike, I guess. My passport, money, everything was on that train. Which brings us to our very last train horror story. <laughs> Those first two stories took place in Germany and Austria. This story takes place in Sweden, and this is something that I have talked about before in one of my previous videos, but for those of you who did not hear about me being kicked off the train in Sweden, this is the story. So I was traveling from Norway to Sweden, and I needed to get to the city of Umeå because I had rented an Airbnb apartment there, and I had crossed from Norway into Sweden the day before, and I'd gone into this ski town where I was hoping that I was able to change my Norwegian money into Swedish money because they use different currencies. Unfortunately, this particular town didn't have a bank or an ATM or anything, so I wasn't able to change my money. So I had no Swedish money, and I knew that the next day I was going to be getting on the train. So how am I going to pay for this train without having any money. But luckily I knew that I had some credit cards. I had a credit card on me and I also had several debit cards as a backup. So the next day the train pulls into this tiny little town. I get on, there's like four people getting on this train. I get on with my bike and everything, no problem. You're always worried when you get on a train with a bike, there's gonna be a problem, but no, there's no problem. And the conductor comes around and I need to pay for this thing. Well, luckily, just like in Norway, in Sweden they had a credit card machine, was a mobile credit card machine that the conductor carries. And so the conductor gives me the credit card machine, I swipe my credit card in there, and for whatever reason it doesn't go through. So we try again, I try to swipe it again, it doesn't go through. So, and, and, and I tell this woman, she speaks English, and I tell her, I don't have any cash because that town that you picked me up in, there was nowhere to get cash. So this credit card is all I got. And so then I think, well, oh, wait a second. I, I have some debit cards that I was carrying as backup just in case, like, I lost my credit card. So I pull out my debit cards, but then I realize that my debit cards have expired because I was traveling for two years straight at this time, and my bank only issues debit cards every two years. So I had just like they had expired like the month before. And so I'm like, oh my God, shoot. So now my debit cards don't work because they've expired. My credit card isn't working. I don't know why it should be working because it worked the day before in Norway. No problem, but it's not working and I have no cash. I, I'm just shaking my head at this conductor saying like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do because I don't have any money. And one of the other passengers, there was like a woman, a younger woman, she was probably younger than me, in the, the train and she heard what was going on and she said like, I'll, I'll pay for your ticket. And I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. Give me your email and I'll send you the money back, no problem. And the conductor was there and listening to all this and the conductor basically just said, don't worry about it. We'll take you to the end of the line and you can get off there. But in that town, you need to get money before you get on your next train to continue up to Umeå, Sweden. So I was like, oh, that's so nice of you. So basically I rode 
the train for free. Crisis avoided, right? Well, I get to the next town and then I need to go get cash, but my, my debit cards have expired. So I'm running around trying to find a place that will allow me to withdraw cash with my credit card. And finally, I do find a, a store that allows me to do that. So I pull out enough cash to get me on the train to Umia, Sweden. And then I run back to the train station just in time for the train to arrive. And when it comes, I get on the train and there this this particular train was all decked out with bike hangers and everything. Plenty of room for bikes, no problem. So I'm like, sweet home stretch, you know, to Umia, Sweden. All I gotta do is stay on this train and then I'm there. And so I sit down and there's like four people in the whole train again, like it's practically empty. And before I practically even have a chance to get comfortable, the conductor comes by and he says, sir, um, the, the engineer or the driver or whatever the train wants you off of the train. And I'm like, what the heck? Why? What did I do? At first I thought this had to do with not paying on the previous train perhaps or something. But no, he says, he says, this train does not allow bicycles. And I say, what do you mean it doesn't allow bicycles? They're bike hangers right here in the train wagon, you know? And he says, no, at this particular time of day, we don't allow bikes. And I'm saying, yeah, but there's four people on this train. It's not like it's full. And he says, I'm sorry, but the engineer wants you off the train. And he doesn't want to get in trouble for having you on the train. And, and I just can't believe it. I, and so I go back and forth with this guy. And eventually I get off the train because they just are not going to let me continue to ride. So they stop the train in the next town and boot me off. So I get off the train and now I'm like way far away from my destination thinking, how am I, if the train doesn't allow me to take my bicycle on board, how am I going to get there? You know, it would be like a two day bike ride for me to reach my destination, but I need to be there by this evening or by tomorrow morning. So what I end up doing is finding a bus station nearby and the buses do in fact go to the town that I want to go to. And the bus would in fact allow me to carry my bicycle for whatever reason. Bus, okay. Train, not okay. Whatever. So I get a bus and I travel to this town called like Unskvoldskvik or something like that, Sweden. I get off the bus temporarily and the bus driver who I'm on the bus with, he says like, hey, you need to use the bathroom. And I say, yeah, that would be great. So, and this is like after dark, it's like midnight or something. And this is the end of the line for the day. So he's stopping and he's about to go home. But he says like the main bus station is closed, but I'll let you in and you can use the, um, the driver bathrooms basically. So these are like private bathrooms just for the drivers of the trains. And I say, wow, that's really nice of you. I'd love to just, you know, go in really quick, pee and fill up my water bottle really quick. I'll be two seconds. He opens this locked door and I go into the bathroom and when I come out, I'm locked in. I'm locked in is what happens. I come out of the bathroom, I'm in this hallway, but, but there's a special door there that says like, if you open this door, the alarm will sound. And I'm like, uh, hello, is anybody around? And, and it's late at night, it's dark. And my bicycle is outside of the station, just sitting there, totally unattended. 
And so I try knocking on the door. The driver needs to open it or something to let me out. And I'm knocking and I'm getting more and more worried because my bike's outside. I'm afraid it's going to get stolen. And eventually I decide I'm just going to press on the door and I hope the alarm doesn't go off. Well, I press on this door and right away the whole train station, you know, the alarms are going off. And I think there was even a voice that said like, the police have been called, the police have been called, the police have been called or something like that you know so i i come out of the the door and the and the bus driver comes running over he had gone back to his bus and just left me there locked in the bathroom and he comes back he said what would you do you open the door and i and i was like yeah you left me in there i didn't know i didn't want my bike to get stolen and he's like all pissed off at me and i feel bad because he's trying he was trying to do me a favor bus driver just left me there he was all pissed at me and he's like ah whatever and he just went back to his bus and then there was no one else around so i just grabbed my bike and rode off into the dark ended up camping in the bushes near by the the bus station that night and then i rode back to the bus station the following day got on another bus and traveled all the way to umia sweden so oh, it was a big long ordeal like everything that could possibly go wrong in a single day did go wrong on that particular ride and uh, as you can see buses trains whatever the case may be it is sometimes not fun to travel with your bicycle. All right, so those are my three horror stories about traveling on trains with your bicycle. If you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. I'd really appreciate it. If you would like to see more videos like this one, make sure you check out all of the other videos on my channel. I've got more than 600, 700 videos on my channel. If you wanna see my future videos that I publish, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you wanna learn how to conduct your own bicycle train adventures and not make all of the same mistakes that I have made on my travels over the last 21 years, make sure you visit my website at bicycletouringpro.com and pick up a copy of my book, The Bicycle Touring Blueprint. All right, guys, that is it. I am Darren Alf, once again, from bicycletouringpro.com. Thank you so much for watching, and I hope to see you out on the road sometime soon. Bye-bye.